Hello, you're tuned into Mud Hut. Please join me on Instagram at A-S-H-A-D-C and on Twitter at A-S-H-A-D-C-1. Have a good time today. It's the 4th of July. It's party time. It's Thursday. Get the party started early and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Days Transits on the 4th of July here in the United Kingdom. It's a Thursday. Sun is 12 degrees Cancer. Moon is in 4 degrees Leo. Mercury is in 3 degrees Leo. Venus is in 1 degrees Cancer. Whoa! So we've got Sun, Cancer, Moon, Leo, Mercury, Leo, Venus, Cancer. Mars in one degrees, Leo. Oh, goodness, no wonder there's some conflicting energies. Even just now, communicating. I haven't even got to where we are with Mars. So we have one degree, Mars in one degree, Leo. Jupiter in 16 degrees, Sagittarius retrograde. Saturn in 17 degrees, 17 degrees retrograde, Capricorn. Uranus, 6 degrees Taurus. Woo! So we have there the uh, Saturn in 17 degrees retrograde Capricorn, which, like I was saying in my podcast yesterday, if you've got Capricorn energy, moon in Capricorn, sun in Capricorn, if anywhere in your chart, definitely check out what that is, um, what's happening there with you. I hope it's all positive and driving force forward um, and taking taking your Ferrari by the reins and giving it, you know, going with it instead of being frightened to drive that Ferrari. And I know that feeling. It's anxiety. I know that there's that feeling of like, oh, I can't. I'm just tired. I think there's a lot of feeling of fatigue out there at the moment. I think, gosh, it's an interesting day today. But I'm hoping everything can be mustered up into a really really good vibe um even though they're quite strong energies cancer leo energies there's a lot of um, mercury and leo a lot of communication the thing is is that you have it's a direct communication mercury and leo it's it's bold it's brassy it's you know no flapping don't flap around with it just just go with the the as clear and crystal clear as you can with Mercury in Leo because Mercury as of the 7th of July is going to go retrograde in Leo and it will be a little bit more different to the vibration and communication that we have been experiencing this week where today we are on the 4th so we're 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th next few days i mean we are already in the shadow of mercury retrograde and there's been so many glitches so many oversensitive unnecessarily volatile experiences that i've just observed over the last three or four days um i just uh, you know what i mean the thing is is there's one thing being putting your foot down and being stern and saying look i hope you realize things that this is happening because as a 
direct repercussion of something that you've done or but just sort of try and communicate those things in a non-aggressive way and um as because i feel that there is that sort of element out there so Ooh, wow all that cancer leo energy oh i'll definitely do a, a, a uh a feedback on how today went Today's transits are very similar on Friday the 5th of July, which is when I'm publishing this episode, episode 8. There's three planets in Leo today. This is the Friday, so there's going to be a lot of Leo energy, which for an Aquarian is beautiful, but it may be very strong for the people out there. It's For me, it's, like I said, good energy, so... Servants Jazz Quarter in the lovely Dalston, Kingsland, where I find there's a general feel in the area of rich ghetto and poverty ghetto. And so when you walk into Marks Spencer's, Marks and Spencer's, or S&M as my mum used to call it, we um, definitely saw the juxtaposition of people who have who are really sort of affluent and then you walk outside and you go to the market area and there's really like down and out so it's a lovely area but bizarre so I'm (laughs) I'm waffling yet again so today at the jazz quarters we have two bands playing Um, one band they're from Lille in France one band is called Bess of Bedlam and uh, the lead singer and guitarist and keyboard for that band is a lady called Fanny and she's um, with a guy called uh, name is not coming to me right now apologies for that if you're listening Bess of Bedlam Uh, they actually are from the same area as the headlining band uh, who are called Grand Vermont and they are uh, the main singer and keyboard is a wonderful lady called Beatrice and her musical partner who plays drums and keyboards and sings also is I'm not going to try and say his name because I don't want to say it wrong but just google them they're awesome they're called Grand Vermont and next up you'll be hearing some this excuse me this sound check and some of their live recordings and i did get to manage to interview grand vermont grand vermont and also uh just enjoy the ambiance
sorry, I'm talking to Beatrice from Grand Vermont. Are you from Lille? Yes. Um, so where have you been in the last two weeks? The last two weeks, uh, we, we started the tour last Saturday. We, we played in Metz, in France, in Brussels, uh, in Lille, then in Brighton, in Cambridge, and today in London. And um, what, where do you go next? We go tomorrow, Best of Bedlam, the, the other band we are, we are t- touring with. They go in, uh, in Norwich, and uh, we go back uh, to France to play in Lille, and then in a festival in Tours. It's the uh, festival Intergalactic, Intergalactic Festival. Oh, Intergalactic Festival. I've been to Tours in Loire Valley. In what? Loire Valley. Okay. It's in Loire yeah, Valley. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's my English accent. <laughs> Um, so and then do you and then in the, the tour is finished yeah and then do you tour in the winter again or, or are you gonna make an album or? yeah yeah we are preparing some new stuff yeah yeah oh, that's good yeah cool and um so when you're not touring and being rock and roll in a band do you do you i don't know i'm not going to ask what you do but perhaps i can ask um how did you get to be in a band how did this happen? I don't know. It was a long time ago. Ha, ha, what, 10 years ago? No more. 15 years ago? 15 years ago, yeah, maybe. What, what, so what did you... Did you meet your fellow drummer, musician, partner? Um, Were you in previous bands together? Yeah, we, we played in a previous band together, but he's a friend of my brother, so we know each other for a very, very oh, long wow. time. Where we were teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I started to play because, to play in a band because my sister uh, was pregnant and she offers me her, her own place in the band she was in. So I kind of replaced her in her band. So by default, you kind of like... You're yeah. Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's kind of lucky in a way. Um, so I was going to ask you, um, who would you cite as musical influences to how you write your music? Uh-huh. Perhaps we can ask Russell to come. Yeah, we can, yeah, yeah, sure. I feel... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's cool. There's lots of... Yeah. So, who do you listen to and... Yeah, just tell me a bit about that. Um, I... F- uh, when we write music, we, we improvise, so it comes more from uh, uh, some spontaneity and uh, also we, we have plenty of references and uh, uh, the, the great improvisers uh, in jazz music can be the sophisticated Pop music, English, British pop music can also be a reference. Yeah. Anyone specifically? Oh, uh, 
don't know. Uh, it's hard to, to say anyone because there are so many uh, that would be uh, angry. I don't uh, listen so many modern music, but uh, maybe some psychedelic uh, revivals, you know. Uh. And how did you get to know um, Bess and Bedlam? Oh. How did you get to know Fanny and her band? We, we are friends, we live in the same town. In Lyon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she, she plays also in a band called Odyssey and Oracle. Yeah. And uh, we of times together we share gigs. Are there other bands? With Odyssey and Oracle or with Best of Bedlam yeah. and so we we just we, we are friends we appreciate a lot uh, each other's music. And yeah. Cool! I think that's that's really enough. Say that again about the mixtape. Yeah, yeah, about our influences. It's hard to, to say names like that, but Outre, uh, our English label, asked us a few months ago to do a mixtape, a mixtape of stuff we love, and uh, and it's it's uh, three hours of music, and it's on uh, Mixcloud, I think so. So maybe we can find it on uh, find it on. And what will it be called? It's uh, Radio Grand Vémont, something okay. like that. Okay, great. I'll link that in.
Publish this episode this morning, but do tune in later on and see if I've added more segments on because uh, we shall be going to the other art fair today there in King's Cross. So I'll be doing a review of another art fair and this episode, I think. Next up, we've got an interview with Jamisha. She is an artist from Leicester and she is exhibiting today, tomorrow and Sunday at the Another Art Fair with, in conjunction with Saatchi Art, saatchiart.com. Uh, it's Jamisha Madhavi, Mahad, sorry, I'm a Hindu and I get, I don't really get that bothered when People mispronounce my surname, so I'm going to... Mad Havi. I have had a couple of um, uh, Diane Abbott-style mojitos, Marks and Spencer's mojitos, so bear with, bear with. Jamisha Madavi, please, Jamisha, can you call in? You say it so beautifully. I'm obviously the same 
I don't really um, get bogged down with how people pronounce. I'm, I'm a... Anyway, I'm morphling <laughs> this segment. Hope you enjoy this interview. Um, so is this your first time at the Saatchi? Another art... What is it? The Other art fair. Okay. Um, and you studied where? Demand for the University in Leicester. And how long ago did you graduate? I graduated this time last year. So is this the first time that you're doing an uh, art fair? This is the first time I'm doing the other art fair. In October 2018, I did the anti-art fair in Peckham. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that. What's that all about? So the anti-art fair, it was about kind of... um, uh, revolutionizing the fact that about commercial art fairs like this so oh, so artists didn't have to pay for their stand oh. and it was a sort of, it was free and it was like a free exposure to yeah. you know did uh, you make any sales there I didn't make any sales but I got some uh, good response from there yeah I mean your style is beautiful I like the way that you're using uh, your the carpet against a blank background and then you're sort of like it's a 2d painting I suppose am I right I yes, don't know yeah, that's correct um, but then you're sort of choosing the subject matter of sort of um, sort of mixed race kids well it's one guy really but I um, mean you've got this kind of concept of them having like a nose ring and an Indian jewelry yes what, what, what's this so, concept that you'd come up with so it's not my concept this is his personality oh, as so an individual Indian yeah. jewelry. yeah so he's uh, an Asian Italian uh, okay, designer so I totally got that right yeah so he's from Italy and he's studying fashion and yeah. he's a fashion designer right and he's also a model right and uh, he's also a manager at Lush in Leicester so um, the reason why he's so colorful and flamboyant it's because of you know his his profession as a designer he's very stylish that's his character surely as absolutely well. it is yes and, and how do you know him so because I, I'm reason why I'm focusing on this one guy in particular is because you've got one two three four five six seven paintings of him or unless that's a painting of him as well that's another person so he's got like a bit of a, a an Italian vibe about him yes. but this guy particularly does look Asian or you know, northern African at yeah. least. He's, he's Asian, yeah. uh, but he's originally from Italy, so he was born and bred in Italy. Oh, right, okay. Um, but um, I found him on social media. I oh. saw his uh, 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 profile on social media, and um, Gosh, straight just... away I just felt I need to paint him. He's a fantastic character. Yeah. So I approached him uh, through social media and asked him if he would like to model for me, and we did a photo shoot with his clothes, his jewellery and some of my props yeah. and I made a few paintings of him. Oh wow, I mean, you know, he's, I like this, I'll take some photographs and then link it onto my Instagram okay. via the podcast, so that's Asha at Asha DC. Um, did you ask him to get in that upside down pose? Actually, that was his idea because he's also a gymnast. He's oh, very flexible. What? Yeah, and he's a model. So he said that, you know what, let's try something like this because I'm really inspired by Gucci yeah. and a lot of the luxury brands. So he said, okay, I'll go upside down. And so I thought it would create a fantastic painting. You know, and so it did. More and more I look at your paintings, I can see so many little touches that you've done. Um, I'm a painter myself, and okay. uh, when I display some of my paintings, I use nails okay. to nail them in. And I like that you framed it, but also you've given an edge to it by nailing. The, I mean, that kind of signifies to me 
um, like a not a stigmata but certainly something that's painful that's not aesthetically pleasing to yeah. a buyer so you know it somebody who wants to buy it for their luxury pad in canary wolf or something you know i hope they'll be like oh i like it but it's got rusty nails in it you know <laughs> well to be honest i've had a really good response from a lot of people who have said that they like the idea of the nails yeah. uh, because it makes it quite quirky and quite contemporary yeah. uh, amongst the neat so even though it's uh, it's very neat, clean yeah the paintings are like uh, you know accurately sort of you know like a photograph um, very very skilled drafts womanship <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also at the same time, I think you want to also express uh, the uh, unconventional side to your, maybe your character in general, you know. <laughs> yes, that's right. Actually, um, I felt, as you can see the other painting, it's been stuck on instead of it's been so it's been glued at the back yeah and we didn't decide to nail it because this is upside down it it's quite quirky and it's almost like when someone's hanging right so when you put the nails on the painting is hanging down yeah. if that kind of makes sense yeah, yeah. and um, the nails have been painted gold oh. so if you look a bit closer you'll be able to see they're quite they're so quite you've really gone to great depths yes. to, um so even though they're nails quite rusty and um, not very pleasant to look at it makes artwork look quite um, ugly in a sense yeah. when you put nails on but the fact that it's got gold on it automatically it just adds that luxury onto, yeah. the, onto yeah. the painting yeah gold nails yes. so you're Jamisha Madhavi Madhavji yes I'm Madhavji yes I so am. you're Punjabi I'm a Hindu Hindu yes yes yeah, so am I way high five <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are you Punjabi Hindu no I'm Hindu no, I mean from the Punjab or like... No, I'm from Gujarat. Gujarat, okay, yeah. but are there many... See, I'm from southern India, so I never know okay. um, about any other place. Like, I'm living in Chiswick, I never come out of West London. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, is there is there a, is it a percentage of Hindus in the Gujarat, or is it a mixture of other cultures? Um, I'm not sure about the numbers, to be honest. No. But um, there are a lot of Hindus, Muslims, Punjabis, loads of different cultures. They all live together, so... Uh, so yeah. are you, um, are you uh, born and bred in Leicester, then? Yes, that's correct. Uh, do you support Leicester, Leicester FC? <laughs> I'm not a big football fan, sorry. <laughs> I'm not no, but I do know that people from Leicester t tend to sort of really are quite um, nostalgic and uh, about their football team. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not a football no, fan. Maybe no, no, a no. cricket fan, but not a football oh, really? fan. Well, yeah. India? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever go to India? <laughs> what? She's not allowed to say that. She's oh, my God, you're fighting the, the life out of me. I thought I, I, thought I said something terrible. I'm sorry, no. Oh, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just in, like, so interview mode. My brother's a huge sorry. football fan, but not me. I'm uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so, um, can you say your name for me, for the audience? Jamisha Madhavji. Right, so pleasurable to meet you. And uh, I really hope you sell lots and lots of paintings today. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm currently at the other art fair in King's Cross. I've just interviewed Karen Thomas. I hope that the audio is a little bit easier to hear as it is quite, quite acoustically different to record.
visibility and this is sort of like physical fair. Yeah. So that enabled them to start opening in the States because obviously Sachiak has an enormous database. You can't just start up a thing like that in sort of New York without having some kind of a database. So we've been doing that for two years in the States now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it enables you to go and exhibit. Yeah, uh, uh, so you sound like you're from England, but you... Uh, I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm English, but uh, I live in, I've lived in France for a very, very long time. So. Right. Uh, but you've, I mean, because the thing is, I'm a painter as well. Yeah. And so at one point I was toying with the idea of moving to Berlin and getting in, because it felt to me that there was a little bit more compassion for creative people in, in Europe than they are in London, considering mm, lots of... No, it's a hard studio work. space and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Berlin, I've been to Berlin, and been doing stuff in Germany. Uh, Berlin now, everything is like anything. You know, like in the East End of London, it's all painters are being pushed further and further out. You know how it starts off. Yeah, it's all nice coffee shops and uh, so progressively it's all becoming gentrified. Yes. And from what I understand on the German market, Berlin is not a place for selling. No. Because it's, that's not where all the money is. No, so so uh, it's quite creative, but then again, becoming more and more expensive. Yeah. Um, the sort of money bits are supposed to be in the south, more like Munich or around about the Cologne area. Yeah. There was a big fair in Germany called Art Cologne, where all the really big Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've got Cologne, Dusseldorf, all that sort of area, which have got a big history with painting and stuff. Yeah. But then again, when I went to Germany, it happened. No, so I had this, you know, airy fairy idea that um, Berlin will be just like, you know, beatniks in the fifties and sixties. So I think they're it all... probably was like before <laughs> the East End became. You yeah. Know. But then I suddenly quickly realised that London is the best place actually to be if you're an artist and you want serious buyers. You yeah. Know. Um, so I think I just stay. I think London is, is, is great. There's a big public. Yeah. That's why I live in it's very attractive, but the problem is there's just no market. Yeah. And once you've sort of done what you can in your little town, you know, people lose interest. I've been there for a very, very long time, so it might be pleasant to stay there, but there's, there's no market. People don't have even have the visual sort of awareness as such. When you no. come to London, people's eyes are much more... I think there's a certain echelon of all societies from all countries, and villages, yeah, exactly. towns, come sort exactly. of to London exactly. because they've outgrown their place or whatever, yeah. outgrown yeah. their town and it's just like, you know, there's nothing cultural where they're from and so they seek it out and London is yeah. like one of those places. You In know. terms of painting, you know, New York here. Yes, New York, for sure. And because there's so many people, you know, so many different worlds of painting and such, I think London is, you know, London, the place New York. To be. And I've been, been to Los Angeles twice, there's a big market there yes. too, and it's certainly a big visual One of my favourite artists is from Los Angeles, David Chow. Oh, yeah. um, and he, um, like he, he is my sort of dream case scenario yeah. of how a living artist today is functioning, you know, yeah. which is super rare. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it must be like, living in France for you must be like, you know, where is everybody? <laughs> well, it's just frustrating. I mean, we did um, a sort of group show before I came out with good quality people who are established, have been yeah. working a long time, quite locally well known, good quality. Over the weekend, we sold 
500 euros. Two painters hold two tiny little things. Yeah. Together with our yeah. databases and the rest of it. Yeah. People even, I mean, if I put one up like this, people, you know, you know what? I know. I love it. I love your stuff. I love, um, when I took it to Los Angeles, people no problem. Yeah. You know, which are completely satisfied. Quite difficult. Didn't even ask any questions. Came with lots of stuff. Brilliant. And they know what they like. Yeah. They've got the taste. And you know, people. You know, I'm not saying anything about anybody else's stuff, but people, if they're not. If they want to buy sort of art, they'll look at stuff like that, you know, and it's, they can see that there's work gone into it and they can see it all. You've been listening to Mud Hut. Do find me on ASHADC on Instagram and at ASHADC1 on Twitter, where you find me babbling on and trying to right the wrongs. I'm currently on a crusade. A crusade is a terrible word to use, considering that's what the word is generally offensive. (laughs) To Hindus. (laughs) Just trying to, because Hindus are by nature a passive society. So that's why you never really hear much, but now we have means to sort of give our side of our history and it's taken maybe 2,000 years to do that but you know we we do as they say live to tell the tale and there's so much interesting information out there now about how 10,000 years ago as a civilization we we my ancestors some interesting things but we never claim those developments we just know but on Twitter there's some really interesting conversations and theories and things and I do enjoy that but I can't believe I just gave you my end of episode (laughs) Twitter rant about just putting the real history of India back out there (laughs)